0: It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. I love that song. I wanted to get to the Valerie part, but we got a scoot. The lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. A big trade in the WHL today. We will be talking about that later on in the show. Time now for In the Community. Brought to you by United Sport and Cycles Black Friday sale on right now. Save up to 60% off throughout the store. Sale ends Sunday. Shop now at United Sport and Cycle. And we say hello to our friend Steve Lansky, who's been just stage left, but now he takes center stage. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good. I can't take that kind of pressure. I'll try, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about Linus in the the Christmas, uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas? He's, a, you know, OK, Charlie Brown, and he went right to the center, didn't he? And he said everything.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he's a pro. Linus was a pro. I'm. We both know I'm not that. I'm no Linus, Al.
0: You 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 are a pro, but you're a behind the scenes pro. You know, <laughs> you're you're more like Fred Flintstone behind the scenes, is what you are. There
1: you, know? you go. Now
0: you're getting close to the
1: correct <laughs> equation. You got that right.
0: Um, all right, I'm not going to insult you because you'll hang up, and I don't want that. Um, <laughs> I, I've been dealing with a week's worth of the season is over. Blow it up. Trade Nurse. Trade Nuge. Trade everybody. Is the season over? Like, is it is it absolutely slam dunk, no chance the Oilers make the playoffs?
1: Well, obviously not. It's it's obviously not over because what's the, you know, this magic media concoction that 37%, if you're out of the playoffs now, only 37% chance the Oilers will make it? 37 isn't five. Give me a break. There's, the season's not over by a long shot, but if they keep playing the way they are, it's over.
0: So... I keep, I, and I, I know the team was better, but in 68 and 69, the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup. 70, they missed the Stanley Cup playoffs and they won again in 71. And weird things can happen. And there were injuries at the beginning and they were changing the defense. But this is a lot, right? Like this is, I had somebody say to me that, that it was more upsetting for them to endure this season than the decade of darkness. Uh, that happened where they just would not make the playoffs, no matter what what occurred. And like, I I'm not, I don't I don't know. I usually make decisions based on the entire year and we're not there yet. But I do understand fan frustration being different and maybe more explosive than it was during a period when they were trying to build and simply could not.
1: Oh, I that may very well be the worst thing in sports, Al. When somebody thinks you should be great and you underachieve, that's horrible. And and just like if nobody thinks you're going to do anything, and you know, let's say, like the Montreal Alouettes, you win the Grey Cup. That's the greatest thing in sports. So you, you know, look at the Oilers in the mid '80s. Everybody thought they were going to win. And, and honest to God, sometimes Wayne Gretzky wouldn't even be the first star in a game where he got four points. Yeah. And it would be like, ho oh, hum. You know, that's boring too. But this is the worst thing in sports when someone who's perceived to be an expert. Whoever that person is says, "Oh no, they can they can win the Stanley Cup this year." My rear end, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They were never going to win the Stanley Cup, but as long as enough people buy into that, this is crushingly disappointing. Absolutely, crushingly disappointing.
0: And it's, you know, I've I, I've said and and maybe it's it's just memory for me, but. I think they'll use up so much energy making the playoffs that they might get scooted or punted real quickly once the postseason begins. It's
1: possible. I personally personally, wouldn't have crossed my mind yet. However, if you want to project ahead to April, sure, I'll buy that. But I'm kind of just worried about, you know, Washington today. That's kind, of, that's, kind of, that's kind of my only thought. With this team, anyway, like, I don't know. I don't even know how you can get one period ahead of yourself, but other, you know, instead of five months. But, okay, it, everybody thinks differently. I understand that.
0: <laughs> that's a great answer. I don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm not going there, but go ahead, you know. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's just Thelma, not Thelma and Louise in this conversation. It's just me going over the ledge.
1: Yep, and I'll be whoever you want. I'll be Thelma or Louise. You, you, I don't care. You, they, were, they were both good characters. I'm fine with either.
0: Oh, Lansky. Uh, should the Oilers make a trade for a goaltender?
1: You know, that's a great question. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't. Because, and, and we've talked a little bit about this, and I've thought about this since we've talked about it. I think the league has changed in the last, ooh, Ten years seems like a long time, but I'll say ten years. And that goaltending just isn't what it was. It's it's important, but we should really be stopping using the word goaltending and start using the word or the, the phrase team defense. Okay. Because I honestly think you could win with almost any goaltender in the league, because they're all technically. Honest to God, if you put them in, in black or white jerseys and, and made them you know uniform masks and said who's who, it's really hard to tell them apart. Whereas back in the day, you know you'd had to watch Glenn Hall make three saves and you knew it was Glenn Hall. Yes. Now they're right; they're all the same now. So to me, any goalie can stop most pucks. The the trick is you got to stop them from seeing pucks. And I remember talking about this. In the L.A. series last year, they've got to stop letting their goaltenders see as many pucks as they see. And as many good pucks. So, I think almost any goalie could play now. So, don't make a change now. It's not going to make a difference. Until you start to figure out that you play defense as a team, you are doomed in this league. Doomed with a capital D and every other letter between the bookend
0: Ds. Doomed. What's the font on that?
1: Uh, Whatever you want. It could be Arial. I like Verdana. We always use Helvetica Bold on the air,
0: but it's totally up to you. Old Verdana was one of my favorite songs when I was growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to... Because people got mad at me last week or two weeks ago when I hadn't asked you any media questions lately. So I picked one, and we can roll through a few if you like, but... Uh, last time I asked her this question, the answer was Ray Ferraro. Who is the best hockey color commentator right now? So Ray
1: Ferraro is good, and I would put Ray at number two. I'm never going to go against Mike Johnson. Okay, i I'm, very good. I'm, I'm just, I'm just not because I, I really think. So if you gave somebody to me and you said, "Here's X, who just retired, uh, Phil Kessel," let's say. Here's Phil Kessel, who's at the end of his career. I want you to make him into a good analyst. It's it's not possible unless Phil Kessel or whoever it is has certain components already in his personality, and they have to be. There has to be about five of them, and one of them is you have to be a quick thinker. You have to be able to say the first thing that comes into your mind without parsing it in your head first or measuring it before it comes out. That's always been the best color commentator, the best analyst. John Madden was a master at that. John Madden won a Super Bowl as a head coach. If you could follow John Madden's train of thought, you were a genius. But it didn't matter because John Madden also oozed personality. But he didn't force the personality. So there's another component. You know, I've never done it, but I could probably quantify it on a piece of paper. But let me tell you, not many guys fit that category. And when it pops into your head, you have to be able to say it. The problem is, a lot of today's guys, it never pops in their head. So they're never going to say it. But Ray and Mike, to me, are the two that it pops in and they say it. And that's what makes them great.
0: Madden could entertain me just talking about the Thanksgiving turkey. You know That's the thing.
1: And Madden right and Madden understood the job. What's the job? His first answer would be to entertain you. Well, I don't have to be a hundred percent correct all the time to entertain you. Uh-huh. I don't have to use big words. I don't have to be I just have to entertain you. And once you understand what entertaining is, Then you can do it. Don Cherry's a good example of somebody who got it at the beginning, but was allowed to morph into something that was beyond his capability. He reached a point where there was a ceiling, because Don Cherry's not going to split any atoms. I think we can agree on that. And when you (laughs) reach a ceiling, your act is going to wear thin. Whereas I don't think John Madden ever reached the ceiling. I just don't think he ever did. Uh, I'd have to think hard. You know, I'm not sure Tony Romo is going to reach a ceiling. He might. But I think he's got enough unpredictability. And that's the other key component. Key, key, key is unpredictability. You cannot say the same thing the same way over and over and over. Kill me now. It's death in analysis. It just is.
0: Sports 1440, Lowdown with Low Tide. Our guest is Steve Lansky. We're talking about media now. It's no score that I've seen, uh, 1628 left in the first between Washington and Edmonton. We will keep you updated uh, on the game. Um, so, uh, I I agree that Mike J- Johnson is really good. When you were back producing and you had, I mean, the, Howie, Gary Dornhofer, I'm not sure, all of the people that you had, did you, w- were you ever... Um, did you ever get an opportunity to maybe nurture the talent, or does it happen just so quickly you, you don't really have the time to to bring that out, or when you attempt to, there's a pushback because they don't want to say too much?
1: No, you, th- those are great questions. You 100% nurture them. Uh, Dorney, I worked with a little bit. I was mostly Harry Neal, a bit of Gary Unger when he started, John Garrett, uh, John Davidson. Those were kind of my big five that I worked with, you absolutely can nurture the talent because there's another key component as an analyst, and I've talked to Mike Johnson about this, is they always want to learn. Was that good when I did that? Was that bad? And I always used to try and nurture the guys by whenever you got a moment, you would help them on the air, and that would in you. So when the replay came up for a penalty, I'd say, here's a penalty, guys. Tell everybody to watch the left side of your screen. So then J.D. would say, now watch the left side of your screen. And then J.D. feels good because you've helped him communicate something, and I'll be darned if the penalty wasn't on the left side of the screen. So when you build that trust with these guys, now they start to come back to you on talkback or in commercials and say, how was that? What can I do here? And, and very often the other way you build trust, Al, is you hit your key and you say, hey, J.D., it's kind of a slow game. Is there something you want us to watch for? And he'll say, you can you can do whatever you want, but Yari Curry is working his tail off on the right side. And I'd say, okay, we're going to ISO him the next couple of shifts, and if I see something interesting, I'll play it back for you and I'll tell you what it is when it's coming. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, sounds great. And then J.D. looks great when it goes to air. Hey, Yari Curry's been working his butt off today. Here's an example of it. That, that's how you nurture analysts. And then you try not to beat down the things that they do that they shouldn't do, but they often know, or they'll say, why wasn't that good? they say, well, it wasn't good because you thought about it too hard, Ungi. You just, just spit it out, man. You played the game. You played on intuition. I know you did. You had a bunch of high-scoring seasons. You played how many games in a row? 718. I know it's there. Just spit it out. Gary Younger could never get across that bridge. There's a bridge you have to cross to get to the bridge of trust, where you trust yourself and you trust the trust. If you don't trust the, if you don't cross the bridge, you'll never ever be a good analyst.
0: Do you know I'm still mad at Gary Younger for the the that penalty he took and the miracle in Manchester?
1: Well, rightfully so. I, I can tell you, I don't think it'll do you any good to harbor that anger. <laughs> but if you want to, who am I? Who am I? I mean, you're already thinking ahead to April. I'm not surprised you're thinking back to 1982. If you want to harbor it, go right ahead wow. and harbor it, my friend. Yeah, just whatever you want. It's your show, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, would you stop running circles around me live on the radio, Lansky? <laughs> damn it!
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Here I am trying to get the play-by-play of the game, and you're you know just running circles around me. Damn it all! Anyway. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so so just to, to reconvene the Euler take. Uh, you don't necessarily think that they should trade uh, for a goaltender right now. Um, if they get to Christmas and they are still like ten points out, it, right now they're ten points out with three games in hand on Seattle. Um, when when do you maybe start thinking about selling by trading Warren Fogle, etc.
1: Well, I'm I'm always if I'm the general manager, I'm always thinking about it. So when somebody says in a press conference, "Have you considered blah blah blah," the answer should always be yes. I have considered that. Because considered means you're just thinking about something. Well, if you're not a general manager and you're not thinking 24-7, you ain't doing the job, man. So you should always be considering it. But if, if it's this mire after Christmas, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the problem is, you know, they traded Paul Coffey back in 1987. Paul Coffey played great for Pittsburgh. Everybody's like, uh, you know, they traded Coffey, played great for Pittsburgh. Yeah. But he wasn't fitting in to what Glenn wanted at that time. He and Glenn couldn't see eye to eye. There was no choice. You have to make these deals. So let's say you, you get rid of nudes or you get rid of Like, whoever you get rid of, it wasn't working here, guys. Just because it worked somewhere else, it wasn't working here. So things have to be changed. If you, you know, Richard Zogel used to say this all the time about his golf game. If you change nothing, nothing will change. And that's right. It's a fact. You've got to start to look at it. But it's always being considered, I guarantee.
0: Last week, you and I talked about the possibility of trading uh, Leon Dreisaitl. If he doesn't want to sign uh, next July, that seems to be taking a little bit of flight here uh, among the media. And um, the, 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 the issue really is it happened in Calgary because they, they – they they traded they got the Goudreau was gonna walk and then they ended up trading Kachuk and the, the, the whole look of their team changed in, in in quick uh uh order and they didn't get a lot for they didn't get enough for Kachuk and they ended up overspending to keep those players. For the Oilers, if they do make a big deal next summer, they have to get they have to get out of the cap hell, but they also have to get quality. How difficult would it be to get like seventy five percent of dry sidle in a trade next summer?
1: Yeah, well, great question. So when you get Jonathan Huberdeau, you think you're getting 115 points. Well, you were never getting 115 points. It was never going to happen. You got 115 points in Florida. You and I could play in Florida and get 60 points because nobody cares who we are. Nobody cares about the Panthers. It's easy to score there. You call me when you're in a team in Canada and you crank 115. That's completely different. But you got to stop making trades on numbers and talent and start making trades on character. It doesn't mean great players don't have character. But stop just looking at numbers on a piece of paper. You're saying 75%. 75% of what? His character, his points total, his contribution to a team atmosphere. Those are all different things. Those are all different things. And if I was sitting in the room as a scout, you know, they were talking about Broberg the other day in the paper, and his skating jumped off the paper. Great. Great that his skating jumped off the paper. I'm pretty certain nobody says he won a Stanley Cup because he was a great skater. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that in my life. It's meaningless. It's useless. What's his character? That's what you need to get back for anybody leaving, leaving Edmonton, uh, you know, on the train away from the Oilers.
0: Character. Final one, if you told Mrs. Lansky if she could make a bunch of jams, I know she could sell it at a profit. I I want you to know that.
1: Uh, I understand that. Um, We have discussed it at length. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And the key component is, Al, it would involve a lot of work, some of it with me. Mm. And I, I, yeah, see, you put two and two together fast there. Yeah. Uh yeah. Couldn't yeah, you be couldn't I, I, you
0: couldn't you be a more efficient helper? Like couldn't you try <laughs> apply yourself? I,
1: I'm a real good helper, dude. I can take orders like nobody. Oh. But it's when I start to think, you know, that's that's where we run into trouble. So and talking is also an issue.
0: If you get into a fight with with Mrs. Lansky, do you say "Okay, John Shannon" to make her mad or
1: no, sometimes they say, okay, Donald Trump, but that
0: doesn't fly, I can tell you that.
1: That ain't a good one. A Anybody up. thinking of using that, don't use it.
0: <laughs> I've I've battle-tested it. It is not a winner. Okay. No,
1: it's not. I yeah. mean, I would have known but at the beginning it wasn't a winner, but I'm dumb enough to say sure. it, and let me tell you, yeah. it ain't a winner.
0: We think we're funny. No one else does in the house. I've got that. I know that feeling. I have that on a shirt. Yeah. 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 All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it all right have a good weekend all right there he goes mr mr steve lansky turn my mic off haven't done that in a while in the community for united sport and cycles black friday sale on now save up to 60 percent throughout the store sale in sunday shop now at united sport and cycle it's still Cobb Cobb. no score yet
2: it is still 0-0, yes. ten thirty nine left in the first from what I'm seeing.
0: Oilers are out shooting 7-4 against Washington. We'll take a break and give you an update on that. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Remember that very well. Loved your guest, says Daryl. Every week. We, we have Lansky on every week and people love him. Because he speaks his mind. Blockbuster trade, Saskatoon Blades. They, they Every once in a while, they'll make a huge trade, and they made it today. They traded a first-round pick in 24, first-round pick in 25, fourth-round pick in Jordan Keller to Kamloops for Fraser Minton, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs prospect, who, you know, showed well, very well. So that is a deal. That has just happened in the WHL as they get rolling. Orders have outshot Washington 7-4. It's uh, based on the numbers. It's, uh, it's, um, it's a lot of hitting. And maybe that's what the owners need. Get out there and hit a few people. Um, Brett Kulak has two high danger chances. So, you know, like you'd expect. The game is going exactly as you would expect. The flow of play uh, definitely favoring the orders, but in more recent minutes, maybe not so much. And the uh, time on ice, the the fourth line not getting a lot of time, about a minute and a half each. And the third line not getting much time, about two and a half minutes each. And then they're playing the hell out of the rest of them, as you would expect. They're, they got to win. They're trying to win the damn game. I get that. I understand it. These are tough times for the Edmonton Oilers. They really are. The dreisaitl brown Cane line has been on for 234. 2-1 Two shots, Corsi events 6-1, and their expected goal share is 93%. That line has been humming. What well, does appear to be winning a lot of face-offs, but this is just me reading the game summary. And no, I'm not watching the game. I feel as though me not watching the game might help you. Online, people are very upset, as you would imagine. It's hard to know at what point where fans will come around again because it is a very disappointing time for Edmonton Oilers. What are the odds Skinner plays 60 minutes? Well, I mean, so far they're playing well. I I mean, I know people are are mad and down at, on Stuart Skinner, but he saved their season last year he was a finalist for the rookie of the year voting and i mean if he if he you know turns it around and he could he'll be a he'll be one of the really important players on this team again feels like the Oilers are are looking sharp but they really have not scored a lot at 5 on 5 this year it has been a problem Could have had Caulfield, Zgrass, Boldy, Johnson, Harley, other defensemen, helping teams now. Holland's biggest failure has been first-round picks. Well, I think the Broberg pick, or I'm sorry, yeah, the Broberg pick was his, based on what we know. If you did a word bubble of Edmonton media before Ken Holland arrived, Broberg did not appear. And then when Holland arrived, it became one of the biggest bubbles available. That's a tell. And... The Holloway pick, for me, that was a Tyler Wright pick. It fits with what he had done in the past. He likes athletes. Holloway's a really good athlete, a little shy. In some years as a scorer, whether or not that holds or not, we don't know. But right now, it looks like he might be more bottom six than middle six offensively. And that isn't what you wanted. You wanted somebody who could come in and actually play in those important minutes in a game. Maybe that'll happen. When you've got centers like the otters do, you can, you can make that happen. As far as Borgo is concerned, he doesn't look like the scorer again that he looked like in junior. Having said that, I love him as a player. He's really a good player. I think they've got one there. And Bo Akey, I forgot about Reed Schaefer, but Reed Schaefer has been traded. Bo Akey was the 2023 pick, and he looks very good. He's hurt now, out for the season, but he looks good. He looks like he's going to be a player. And he's not a first-round pick, but he's played well. Any play, trade for a goaltender is useless. They don't also make a trade for another defense. But I, don't, I think they need structure. You know, basically, this defensive group played well enough last year to get pretty deep in the playoffs. Evan has scored a goal. I don't know if it'll be called back or not, but they have scored a goal. Evander Kane, he's gotten hot. He's playing well, and the Oilers need him to post offense. He has nine goals now. That's pretty good. Kane won nothing. Yeah, I've already said that. Yeah. So. The Kane goal, uh, I don't have the highlight of it, but he is, he is playing well. Leon Drysaddle picking up an assist. As well as, hey Vincent DeHarnay picking up an assist. One thing to look for on this team is their their. Mm, what I wish they were dead. Paul Coffey is new to the to the to the roster and to the NHL as a coach. They do seem to be rotating their their defense a lot early, and then they they just dispose of the third pairing at times. TV timeouts and such. I'd like to, I, I really would like to see them check down Bouchard, as we talked about last hour, to the third pair, and then have him and, say, Kulak or Broberg be the offensive group, offensive pair. What have you got planned for the week? Oh, you already told me. It's it's just college football, right?
2: Yeah, a little college, a little NFL. I think I'm doing a Friendsgiving thing in solidarity with American Thanksgiving on Saturday night, so it should be fun. Have some, have some more turkey, pumpkin pie. Should be great.
0: You having turkey and pumpkin pie?
2: Yeah, that's the plan. Where do you get that? I don't know. My friends uh, Brad and Alex are making the turkey, so Brad and Alex. To it. Yeah, they're hosting. It's gonna be great. Well, damn! I think it's gonna be like ten of us. Wow! I, I told I told everybody though. Like, I mean, not that it was ever going to interfere with the Michigan Ohio State game, but I said <laughs> I will not be there if it's during the Michigan Ohio State game, and college football will be on in the background. So
0: wow! So you would turn down. I want to get this straight here. You would turn down Turkey for a football game.
2: Yes. For Michigan Ohio State. They play once a year. Turn they're ranked two and three in the country. Turkey. I love Turkey, but that that's not even a debate for me. Wow. No uh, wonder you're so skinny and fit. Don't have to think twice about it. Oh. So if you had a big if you had
0: a big um swimming tournament. Yes. And Meat. you had And you had a choice between that and Turkey. What would you go with?
2: Uh, Oh, back back then, that's how I would have taken the swim meet. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Maybe a trend here.
2: (laughs) There are definitely a lot of things I'll take Turkey over, but you just pick two that I wouldn't. It's how it falls sometimes.
0: The owners don't draft, trade, or sign character, real size, or toughness. Trade for Kulak, not Edmondson. Sign Kulak, not Sadorov. Sign Ennis, Cahoon, Draft McLeod, Roberg, Bouchard. Would never sign Branson. Not a pretty skater. It'd be hard to find. Oh, wait, he's still around with a huge contract. Sign a real tough guy like Richie. No Ernie. Doesn't scare anyone. Scoreless. Well, Evander Kane, he's a pretty big tough guy. Darnell Nurse is very tough. I think the orders are, are they're a pretty tough bunch. Vincent DeHarnay is tough. shot's now 11-4 for the Otters and the Evander Kane goal. And that's pretty significant. That's his ninth goal of the year. And we're not at 20 games yet. If he can stay healthy and and keep this up, he could be one of the big stories this year for the Edmonton Otters. Good for him. He didn't look right early. That's a fact. But he's coming on now in a big way. And Leon getting the assist is good. Jason Greger says third time in four games on the road, they've scored first. Can they build on it? Well, that's the question. That WHL trade is is massive. I grew up a fan of the Saskatoon Blades, by the way. I mean, I don't think that's, you know, important, but I wanted to tell you. Elsewhere on the out-of-town scoreboard, it's 4-2 for Detroit, four minutes left in the third. 3-1 the Rangers, two minutes over the Flyers. Three uh, one with two thirty seven, and it's three two after two for the Maple Leafs over the Blackhawks. One one Devils Blue Jackets in the first. Two nothing Preds over Blues in the first, and now two nothing for the Edmonton Oilers. So they're doing something right. They they could use a laugher. I said that earlier. If they could, if they could looks like Nuge scored, if they could have a laugher, like a, just an absolute blowout laugher and then not have to worry about anything specifically, that's probably a, a really good a really good thing for the Oilers. Unassisted is fourth of the year. He's had a tough time here for a while. I know fans are down on him, but he has scored a goal to make it 2 nothing for the Edmonton Oilers early, early on. And we know that this team uh, has a tendency not to play a full 60 minutes so, I mean, I just would not plan the parade. Was that a high? Apparently, I'm reading that was a high stick.
2: According to our uh, very own Connor Halley, he ran in here, said it looks like it's going to be reviewed. Might have been a high stick on, mm. on Nuge's gold that he batted in. We're going to find out here in a moment. Okay,
0: well, we really are getting the game in a very exciting way.
2: Oh, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like play-by-play. Yeah, it's, uh, it's under video review right now. We're going to find out.
0: Back in the olden days, they used to have teletype for the baseball games, and the broadcaster would be in a studio, and he'd have a sound for the crack of the bat and all these sound effects. Like
2: he would foley the sound? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, pretty cool. You yeah, know, very cool. I mean, guys became expert in that, and then they came up with television and screwed those guys over. So we wait suspensefully, apparently McDavid did get an assist on it, which I thought he had, but the goal may not count, so that sucks. If it's true, Predators now up three nothing on St. Louis. I think the orders they really do need to, you know, relax, have fun, but also attention to detail and. When they whatever happens in this game, if they give up a first goal, what happens after is so important because their their confidence is not high right now. And they need to they need to get a win. And I think that part of riding the ship is to get a W and maybe an easy one is what they need. This is taking forever. I have to say the, the, I, looks, like the looks like the goal is going to stand, which is very cool. McDavid and Hyman getting the assists on it. So it's 2 Cobb. The Ottawa's out shooting Washington 14-4. 4-10 left in the first. A lot of game to go. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. That's the good stuff. Volt, fantastic music. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. Say hi to Doug and Mary today. They're on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. 2-0 Edmonton. With a minute 21 left in the uh, first period, goals by Evander Kane is ninth, and a nice goal, a high-skill goal by Nuge from McDavid and Hyman. Dreisaitl also with an assist on the Kane goal, with DeHarnay getting a point as well. Now, there's just six shots on goal against Stuart Skinner, but that's good. That's They're doing what they're supposed to. So, high times for the Edmonton Oilers. It's early. Let's not go crazy. But... Uh, two two really good goals by two very very good forwards for the Edmonton Oilers and nice passes too from the uh, from the centers. The problem for the orders is you got to keep it up three times now. Alfred has texted in Louis DeBrusque is the best. I'm a big fan of Louis. He's a really nice guy and. I mean, I was, I was, I I loved his... I don't know if you remember at the draft when he was sitting with his family and they were talking to him and his uh, son got drafted. It was very cool. He's a good guy. I think it's impossible to be in media in this town and have everybody love you. But I think DeBrusque and probably Gene Principe are the closest. What does now have 22 shots to six over Washington? They are really, really having a good first period. They're working hard. Charlie Lindgren is earning his pay. Elsewhere in the National Hockey League, there's lots of games on today. NHL's doing these things where they go dark one day and then have like 15 games the next. Irritating. Red Wings did defeat Boston 5-2. That's a statement game. Rangers over the Flyers 3-1. Second intermission now, it's 3-2. Maple Leafs over Chicago. Blue Jackets up on the Devils 2-1. That's interesting. Jackets showing signs of life. Preds 3-1 over the Blues. And, of course, our 2-0 score after one. The Kings and Ducks just underway later on this afternoon. Canadians, Shark, Penguins, Sabres. And then tonight, Islanders, Senators, Lightning, Hurricanes, Jets, Panthers, Flames, Stars, Avs, Wild, Canucks, Kraken. Oh boy, there's a lot of hockey tonight. So that's exactly what the Edmonton Oilers needed to do. They, they really did need to get in there and to have a good period. Now, they need a good game. They, they're one-third of the way through, but hard to be critical of a team that played that well. And, and I think that, that at this point, we're probably looking at their best effort, if they can continue that. They had good moments in the other games, just not enough of them. And they had moments where they were so bad that it went away in a quick hurry. And that's no fun at all. Natural statric is hung up right now. I can't get you the stats or I'd be delivering them to you. That sometimes does happen. As far as the owners are concerned, they are back home on Sunday against Anaheim. The Ducks are playing well. That's not an easy out right there. Golden Knights will be a huge test for them on Tuesday. And then they're off to Winnipeg for a very brief road trip to play the Jets. And that rounds out the month. They start, they have a little bit of a break after the game Thursday. And then they will play um, Carolina on the 6th here. And the 8th, they'll play Minnesota. And on the 10th, they'll play New Jersey. And by the 12th against Chicago, they'll probably need another victory. Then they play the 14th against the Lightning. 16th against the Panthers. And then they're on the road to play the Honitors on the 19th. The 21st against the Devils. These are all road games. And against the Rangers on the 22nd. Then they're off until the 28th when they play San Jose. So they're on the road for quite a while during, really from the middle part of December on. They play the 12th against Chicago. And the 8th, 16th against the uh, Panthers. And then they're on the road through to the end of the month in December. They play on the second against the Flyers. By then we'll know. By then I think we'll know whether or not they're, they're making the comeback and they're going to be a, a you know pushing for a playoff spot or whether I can introduce Declan to all of our wonderful people who do draft coverage. Oh, can't wait. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be great. Corey Proman, really good guy, Scott Wheeler really great guy. We'll get a few a few few folks out there. I didn't get a chance to talk. I, because and she didn't she wasn't available and that's fine, but Sammy Silber was going to be on with us and I wanted to talk about covering the Washington capitals during Ovechkin's run to what we assume is going to be. The record-breaking goal. I never thought it would happen. I never thought that any... like You know, when you, when you live a life, you go, okay, well, these records will never be broken, you know? And that's one that I really did not think would ever be broken. The Gretzky goal, total. Just mind-boggling. And yet, here we are. Ovi is... You know, I don't think he's got like five goals, six goals so far this year. It's not like it's, you know, he's he's marching towards the record, but he'll get there. I mean, he has an owner who will sign him yearly until he does, even if he's scoring ten goals. And I guess it would it would somewhat reduce the 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 appeal of it. But autos win today; they're due to win. Caps are due to lose. heard this morning we're going for Perry and Morazic today. Thoughts? I mean I just I just I don't know that they're difference makers, you know I just don't know that is that the deal you really want to make? Is that the deal that's going to send you on your way? I, I don't know maybe it is. I don't know. Morazic has been inconsistent in the past. What do you have to give up? What's the what's the cap calculation, which is a big part of this? Jason Greger on the way. Do we have what Jason has uh, coming up on the show today? I know I'm on. I do know that.
2: Yes, you are. We do. We have the full lineup here. If you want me to uh, run sure, through sure. quickly, all right. Highlight
0: two- the low tide appearance though. Would yeah, you? of yeah.
2: course. Two twenty is going to be Mike Rubb from the NHL Network joining the joining Jason for the Around the NHL Report. Cam Tate going to be by for his two minute warning at two forty, right after Cam Tate. You know who it is? Any guesses? Um, Don Cherry. It's Alan Mitchell oh, oh. from the Lowdown with Low Point, bringing you the oil report. Did you He's say Lowdown with Low Point? No, I said Low Tide. Okay. I think I said low tide anyway. I must have. I say it, you know, pretty much every day. It'd be pretty crazy <laughs> if I messed it up. Lori Munzer, Olympic gold medalist, is gonna be by at three o'clock. Wanye Gretz, Friday co host, is gonna be by at four. He's from Oilers Nation. Craig Button, by at four twenty. Five questions at five forty, spec's gonna be by at five, and then Wanye's world at five forty.
0: You know, low point with low tide would be, you know, if that catches on, I will I will resent you forever.
2: It, do you think you like do you think you would ever have the self awareness to look in the mirror and say, Wow, I've gone so downhill. I'm not what I used to be. I'm past my prime. I got to call this the low point with low tide or just too much pride to do something like that.
0: Probably too much pride. I think somebody will come and get me by then. What I assume is that there'll be like I'll go outside one day and there will be a van. Yes. Pick me up, you know, and then it's to take me to the radio, you know.
2: Retirement the radio boy. Hey, we're gonna go get some ice cream out. <laughs> in. Low tide. Here's one I want to talk about. And I, I sorry, I should have brought it up. Uh, you know, a little earlier when you were talking about Ovi reaching Gretzky's goal record, which I think at this point we all think he's going to get to. Mm-hmm. Do you think anyone will ever break Gretzky's 50 goals in 39 games?
0: I don't see how. That I, seems
2: I, I, the most untouchable to me.
0: He yeah. he scored, and I don't remember the, the the last four or five games. He just was like it was just insane. Once he was close. It, and they were such a good team it was almost like you know the basketball all-star game where they're just feeding one guy mm-hmm. and he gretzky just had this he he scored so many goals where uh, i've and i'll never see it again i know this he he scored so many goals where the other player made a small mistake and it cost the player mm-hmm. he was so good at that he anticipated well he 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 had a sixth sense. I, it, I've always and I know that his dad taught him to play the game that way. But he was almost like a slide rule player, where he knew exactly you know the torque, the the you know the angle. He things went off Of the goalie's pads or butt. He just Wayne Gretzky was thinking about scoring goals like from sun up till sundown, and it, we'll never see anything like it again. He really was amazing.
2: Little piece of Oilers trivia for you here. Do you know what happened on this day 36 years ago?
0: What year was that?
2: 36 years ago would have been 87. Uh 87, was there a
0: trade? There was a trade. Okay, was it for Kent Nilsson or Ray Rozselin?
2: That might give too much away.
0: Well, it involved to... the Penguins. Oh, well, was it What year was it again? It would have been 87. Oh, was that Paul Coffey? It was Paul Coffey. Yeah. Paul yeah, Coffee. Yeah. yeah, for
2: uh, Craig Simpson, right? Yeah. And was there anybody else involved? Uh, off the uh, there must have been, but off the top of my head, I can't remember the full. Yeah, details I think there of the was trade. somebody
0: else involved, but it was a long time ago. He said, "Low
2: toid. Low like Altoid. Yeah. I got a text. There's a text that says I did say the lowdown with low point. <laughs> That's crazy. Look at my subconscious is just being vicious and why, brutal Why here.
0: don't you just send me on my way yourself? You don't need the van.
2: <laughs> no, well, I'll take you in my car. At least, you know, we can turn the heat off. It's got heated seats in there. It's an Acura. Champagne a car is not a big deal, so you'll be comfy on the ride to the retirement home.
0: Acura's nice car.
2: It's an 05, so it's pretty old, but yeah. It's okay. Champagne cars.
0: <laughs> the orders are up to Cobb and uh, Derek Van Deest, friend of the show. So the Oilers played that first period like they're done messing around. We'll be interesting to see if they can build on it. That's the key. It's like, all right, that's one. It's like, have you ever had sausages for breakfast and you've got three sausages and you're eating a bunch of other stuff? You're having are your, you are, you're eating, you know, you're going in for all the carbs you always do with the pancakes And, you know, maybe you got some eggs, too, but maybe you got some, you know, hash browns, and you're hammering those, and you got these three sausages, only one done, and then you do the second one maybe mid-meal, but you're starting to get full, and now you've done it again. You had more syrup, and one more, uh, you had another pancake. Now can you get that third sausage? That's where the orders are. It's good to see them play well, though. He definitely said low point. Wow. At 2 Declay? I'm telling you. So cruel. You know, you think you think you're you're worried about the enemy and then it's always friendly fire. Well. Wow. Well. I'm not mad, I'm just I'm just disappointed.
2: No, well, hey, we're ending the show on a true low point. I'll say that. So it's time to go and, we, you know, we can't redeem ourselves today. Well, we gotta we'll wait do it Monday.
0: Monday. It'll be okay. And we will have Mama MMA and we'll have Jason Greger. I'm on the Greger show later on. So highlights galore. Uh, thanks so much for tuning into The Lowdown. Please enjoy your weekend. Jason Greger, Neck. it's time for a sports update.